thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome today to Jesus the Healer. We are so glad you're here. And I tell you what, we got a treat for you today. On the set with me, Brother Richard Roberts, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you for being here. We nabbed him. He's coming to preach in our church and in the Bible school. And he graciously agreed to be on set with us today. So thank you for coming. I'm delighted to be here with you. I tell you what, this man has spent more time on the air than anybody I know. (laughs) (laughs) What, from the 60s you started? I started with my dad in 1969. I've been on television every week. And for 14 years, uh, Lindsay and I did live television uh, daily. So, so, so you done, started out weekly. Yeah, I've done 15, 20,000 TV shows. <laughs> uh, so you see, he's got more airtime. I'm older than dirt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, dirt's looking mighty good right now. <laughs> it's makeup. It's makeup. Uh, Morgan worked me over. 1981, 1982, I was on the campus at ORU. I was mm-hmm. a student there. Mm-hmm. And we got to go to chapel twice a week. And the highlight for us was to sit and listen to your dad, President Roberts, Mm -hmm. and then you also. Of course, we had other guests that came in, but the two of y'all together, unbeatable. And I also remember that when you won the Miss Oklahoma title, you came on our program as a guest. I I remember that very very well. Well, and we'll not talk about the eons ago that that was, right? (laughs) It was in the last century. When I was sitting out there, and you were you were already, you would have been in your early 30s. This was like over 40 years ago that I was a student. You would do a, a chapel service, and you were already that ministry of healing was operating because you would call out, by the words of knowledge, different healings taking place, and the students sitting there in the chapel. I tell you, talk about going to school. That was a school. And it was a highlight of my life to go. But who would have thought over 40 years ago, I, sitting, me sitting there as a student watching you, and then today we're together on this. Oh, I tell you. Well, I'm so delighted. Um, uh, there is a dearth of, or let's say it this way, there is a great need for women on television today. My father prophesied before he died and said the next great move of God coming is coming among women. I believe that. It was a woman who brought Jesus into the world. It was a woman who announced he'd been raised from the dead. Uh, Women were there at the cross and, uh, and women have been left out a lot in ministry and it should not be that way. It's not of God. And I'm so delighted that you are on daily television. Oh, thank you. And having done it so many years, I'm so glad it's you and not me. (laughs) 
I have paid my dues on TV, but well, it's an honor to be with you today. Well, we are having the time of our life, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for doing this program. In the 1950s, your dad pioneered uh, any church services on television. Yes, yes, he did. And he, it was a weekly broadcast of tent crusades, him preaching. Yes. And then, uh, so this is like TV royalty, Christian <laughs> television royalty sitting here. I was in, I was yeah. in so many of those crusades, uh, Pastor Nancy, as yeah. I grew up. And I learned a great deal about the healing ministry mm-hmm. sitting watching, listening, mm-hmm. and my father would uh, oftentimes uh, point me out in the audience and say, come up here and mm-hmm. have me stand by him mm-hmm. while he prayed for the sick. Yeah. And I, I, I did not realize that God was schooling me yeah. uh-huh. for the healing ministry. For where you were headed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know that in those days. But the thing, the thing I so value and appreciate about you is having the spiritual heritage that you have is you honored it. Yes. You embraced it. It's, it's not as though you thought that you had to go find your own path. You yes. just flowed and went further in the path that was set by your dad. Yes. So when you sat there and you watched those tent crusades, and he ministered to him to where he would have the sick just line, walk yes. in a line, and he would sit in a chair and minister to yes. them. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about that, that, that format. Why did that work for him? Well, uh, he preached. Uh, he couldn't preach as long as he normally preached because the program was only 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. he had to preach fairly short messages, maybe 12 or 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then he would have a, a what well, that is for television, yes. on nights that he was televising. Right. And then he would have the people line up. He had... Uh, people had to come to an afternoon service to get a prayer card. And you had to have a prayer card to get into the prayer line at night. And uh, it was not unusual to have 5,000 people there in the afternoons uh, to get a prayer card to get in the prayer line that night. And he would have them come up in lines and his associate, Brother DeWeese, would take the prayer card and and read it to my dad or hand it to my dad. And so my dad would know what the need was. And then, as you said, he was seated on a little stage that had a thrust on it. And they would come by and he would lay hands on them and they would, uh, they would film. They were not videotaping like we do today. Yeah. They're 16 millimeter film in those days and would capture that. And you see the miracles. Really what he did was he gave America a front row seat to miracles. Yes. Amazing, amazing. And I grew up in that atmosphere all over America, all over the world, not having any idea that the day would come when God would use me in that role. And see, the amazing thing, of course, your dad was one of the generals in that healing revival. There was a healing revival on in America, 1947 to 1958. You are one of the few people with a front row or that direct link to that healing revival. Think, I mean, on one hand, you can count the number of people. Well, there are just a few of us 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 that are left. Uh, uh, I think of uh, LaDonna Osborne, Brother Brother Osborne's daughter. I think of Ken Hagen Jr., Mm -hmm. Brother Hagen's son. I think of uh, Jack Coe Jr., he's still living. Yes. And I think of uh, Joan Hunter, who's a daughter of uh, Charles and Francis Hunter. Mm -hmm. But there aren't, uh, I I can't, right off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any others who grew up in that, in that ministry, in that era that are still breathing. Well, and you talked about that in your dad's tent crusades, because phenomenal, phenomenal results. Oh, you never knew when an eye was going to be healed, somebody was yeah. going to be healed of deafness, some cripple was going to take off running. You never knew. You were on the edge of your seat all the time. Did you see, did you see a pattern of certain conditions that were primarily healed under your dad's uh, No, ministry? no. It was a cross section of everything you can imagine. Mm. And the most amazing thing that most people didn't know was before the prayer line, 
was before he prayed for the sick, before, while the prayer line was being assembled, mm-hmm. he would go to an auxiliary tent uh-huh. that was outside. Nobody knew about that. Uh-huh. In that tent uh, were people, what was like the Pool of Bethesda, mm-hmm. the, the, the sick, the, the, those who, who could not walk, those who had been carried from hospitals, those mm-hmm. who were on hospital gurneys, mm-hmm. those who were too sick with cancer to come into the line. Yeah. He would go and pray for them first wow. before the main prayer line. So of course, would, I would always go with him on that. So he would preach first and then... He'd give an invitation for people to accept uh-huh. Christ and, and send to them tent. to what we call the salvation tent yeah. where the pastors would meet with them. Gotcha. And then when the prayer line was being assembled, he would go to what we call the invalid tent mm-hmm. where people who were too sick to stand in line. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a speaker system. There no, no, no video monitors, just a speaker system so they could hear the message. Mm-hmm. Then he would go and lay hands on every one of them. Of course, I, whenever I could, I'd go with him. And, I, and, and walking through the, the sickest people you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. It's like being at the pool of Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that tent that he preached in, the main tent, how many did that seat? Uh, the, the last one he had seated 12,000. And you said... Was it the last night of every crusade, anyone who had not been ministered to that wanted to be ministered to? Talk about that night. If you had a prayer card and you had not been prayed for, then he would lay hands on everyone who had not yet been prayed for in the last service, which was the Sunday afternoon service. And about how many? Well, that could be anywhere from three to 10,000. That he would lay hands on. And I walked with him so many times carrying his coat because he would sweat through his clothing, especially sure, yeah. out in the summer outdoors under yeah. a tent. It was yeah. hotter, hotter under the tent than it was outside the tent. Yeah. And I remember in the late 50s and early 60s, many times he'd lay hands on seven to 10,000 uh, in an afternoon walking the lines. Now, he did not have them come before him on the last day like he did during the other, other part of the crusade, but instead he, he had string that was strung, if you might say it that way, from mm-hmm. tent pole to tent pole. Yes. And people would line up under the string wow. and he would walk the lines he and lay hands the on line. them. And sometimes it took two hours, three hours wow. to lay hands on that many people. And, he, and of course, he couldn't stop for testimony in that no, setting. No, no, no. He just kept walking. He never stopped. He just kept walking, laying hands on them. And uh, miracles were happening, but he was busy praying for everybody else. Yeah. It, it, was, it was amazing. And, and half the time we had to carry him to the car because yeah. it so physically exhausted him. Yeah. Yeah. He walking, praying for people. I remember in, in Trenton, New Jersey in the late 50s, uh, he, we counted 9,000 that he they laid hands on and he couldn't stand up when he finished. Right. We, had to, we had to physically pick him up and carry him to the car and took him to the hotel. My mother put him to bed for two days because he, 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 it, yeah. it just wiped him out. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about maybe some of the most notable miracles, whether you, you might have seen it, you might have been there, or maybe not, out of your dad's ministry that stands out the most. There was a little boy named Willie Phelps who came into the service in Roanoke, Virginia. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't get in with his family. The building was filled. We were, it was in the winter, and we were in a, an auditorium, not the tent. And his mother had him crawl through the crowd in the door so he could get in mm-hmm. and said to him, go find a place to sit down. Brother Roberts will find you. Wow. Wow. And wow. There was a little room back behind the platform and he found that room and sat in it. And when the service was over, we walked down the hallway and my dad saw him in the room and curiosity got to him. He turned around and said, son, what are you doing in here? He said, I'm waiting for brother Roberts. So he why? didn't know what he looked like. He said, why? He said, well, I'm, he said, I'm supposed to be healed today. Wow. I like that. I'm supposed to be healed today. And my dad said, well, 
uh, what's your name? Willie Phelps. Well, I'm Brother Roberts. He said, you are? <laughs> he said, Brother Roberts, I'm supposed to be healed. Wow. And uh, my dad said, well, son, I've laid hands on thousands. I'm pretty tired. Uh, and he said, well, I don't know about that. I just know I'm supposed to be healed today. <laughs> and my dad said, well, Willie, if you'll pray with me and believe, we'll expect a miracle. Wow. Willie had uh, uh, metal, metal braces on his legs. Mm-hmm. One leg was shorter than the other, mm-hmm. and he couldn't walk without those without those braces that were attached to his shoes, and he had crutches. His mother, we found out later, had uh, bought him a new pair of shoes, and he had declared that when he was healed, he was going to go to school the next day in a new pair of shoes Mm -hmm. with no crutches Mm -hmm. and no braces on his legs. And my dad prayed for him and left. Uh And we didn't find out till later. Mm -hmm. The next morning, he said, Mother, put the the new shoes on me. I'm going to walk across the room, which he did, Mm -hmm. and went to school without his crutches, without his braces. Broke up the entire school. And the teacher had him come before the class and share the testimony. And afterwards she said, it must have cost a lot. And he said, no ma'am, it didn't cost anything. Jesus did it. (laughs) And we stayed in touch with Willie for many, many years. He passed away some years ago, but, but, uh, but we stayed in touch for years and he was still healed. Praise the Lord. That's just one of hundreds, I can tell you. Can you imagine? Yeah, because of thousands and thousands and thousands he ministered to. I remember one time, uh, there were a number of little deaf children that were coming into the prayer line. It was unusual. Mm -hmm. And uh, three or four a night, uh, little deaf children, every time God healed them, they get their hearing back. Mm -hmm. And my dad couldn't figure out where all these little deaf children were coming from. Mm -hmm. Turns out that just down the road a few miles, there was a school for the deaf. And the headmaster was bringing all the little children three or four a time. And every one of those little children got healed. <laughs> Must have been 20 or 30 of them. All of them. Every one of them got healed. <laughs> it was amazing to watch. And that still belongs to us. It still belongs to us. He's the same yesterday and today forever. What he did, he's still doing. You talked, uh, I've heard you talking in in the Past talking about um, some a little was it a little boy brought in a car, and uh, they asked for, and it might have been a little girl, but I'm thinking it, it was a boy, and I don't know if he had mental problems or what. And do you know? Do you well, know I what think, I'm referring to? I think to? you're talking about a little demon possessed yes, girl. Yes. Okay. Uh, she was a teenage girl, mm-hmm. and when we came out of the service, uh, they said, Brother Roberts, there's a, a young girl in the car. We can't bring her in to the service. She's too violent. Mm. How and old would she be? I would have guessed her to be maybe 10 or 12. Mm. And we said, we have her in a car over here, and we have the windows rolled down a little bit so she gets some air. It was in the summer. It was mm-hmm. hot. And uh, I remember as we walked over uh, to pray, a, a man's voice mm. came out of the girl. It raised the hair on the back of your neck, I'm telling you. And the voice said, here he comes. Don't let him get his hands on you. Because if he does, he will cast us out. Wow. Uh, now, at that point, you either get your faith moving or you start running. <laughs> and my dad uh, got into the car with the girl. He was fearless. He got into the car with her and touched her and commanded those spirits to come out, call them by name, mm. call them by name out. And when it was over, she kept saying, I'm free. Wow. I'm free. Amen. I'm free. Amen. 
I saw a lot of that. I saw yeah. them. I saw them chain a young teenager to a tent pole because he was so violent. And he, when the Lord delivered him through my dad's prayers, he threw his arms around my dad's legs and said, "Just let me travel with you." Oh, <laughs> oh wow, wow! Let me wow. go with you. Sure, sure, because that represented freedom for him to I stay. Remember like, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because there was that healing anointing yeah. in your dad's hand. Well, and the Lord had said to him in his early ministry, you'll, you'll have, I'll give you the name and number of the demons that are in people, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to call them out by name. Mm-hmm. And few people have ever had that gifting from God, yeah. but he did. Yeah, which is an which is a working of the spirit of God, and you mm. need that. You don't just well, randomly. It's the discerning yeah. of spirits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. if he knew their name and number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when it, when uh, when the demon possessed would show up, and they came in all the time because you know uh, flies are attracted to the light. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, bugs are attracted to the light. So yeah. so he would say to the people in the crowd, "This is very serious." Uh, put your hand on the back of the chair, release your faith, pray in the spirit, mm-hmm. because when this spirit comes out, it's going to want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I've got to bind it and cast it mm-hmm. to the uninhabited places of the earth before it goes into someone else. Because spirits uh, want to, inha- they can only, they can only do something if they, in- in- if they inhabit somebody. Right. And so, and sometimes when those spirits came out screaming, it scared the living daylights out of you. Mm-hmm. And, and he had to, he said, you got to pray and be, be with me in, in this. And right. I saw that so many times. Yeah. But he would always bind them. So you can't just cast a spirit out. You have to bind the spirit and you have to command it to go to the uninhabited places of the earth here. or else it will inhabit somebody else. And you only learn that, well, you learn it through the word, but you learn it through the doing and the well, experience remember the, of it. the spirit said to Jesus, cast us into the pigs. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we have something to inhabit. To expi- yeah. And of course, yeah. then they committed suicide. You know? Right. Right. And that's what the devil is after. Right. Your dad, um, when he talked to you about your ministry, he described yours, of course, carrying on the healing ministry, yes. but with just a bit of a difference. Talk to yes, us about he's, that. He said that my ministry would be a word of knowledge ministry. It would not be a, a laying on of hands ministry primarily. Uh-huh. Not that I would not lay hands on people sure. at times, but that it would be a word of knowledge ministry. And he said... The, the one thing that I would not face that he faced is that sometimes in services there were too many for him to touch. Yes. But he said, you won't face that, meaning me, mm-hmm. uh, because the word of knowledge will be manifested and you'll be able to pray for a mass crowd, mm-hmm. which he said he was never able to do because the word of knowledge did not flow through him. Yeah. He operated through the gifts of healing, uh, particularly through the laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. He had, a, this, he had this, the sign that he had was that the power of God would come down his right arm into his hand mm-hmm. and he felt this vibration in his hand mm-hmm. and he wouldn't preach or pray for people until he felt that. Mm-hmm. He said, you won't have to face that. You'll mm-hmm. have the operation of the word of knowledge and you will speak yes. and people will be healed. Yes. He said, your voice will have an authority that will carry Yes. And when you speak it out, yes. people will be healed. Yes. And you've gone, not, of course, you, you travel here in the United States, but nationwide with that healing anointing. You, those crusades, calling it out, because you couldn't, of course, couldn't lay hands on all the people that no. show up. No, not when you have 50, 75, 100,000 people a night, which is what I've had overseas many, many times. Yeah. Uh, but you can you can uh, operate through the word of knowledge and pray and see mm-hmm. and see hundreds and thousands healed mm-hmm. by one word of knowledge. Yeah. I remember in Kenya, I gave a word of knowledge and we counted four thousand people that came forward to give testimony wow. and received healing when I gave one word of knowledge. Wow. That was the last night. We had two hundred thousand in the last service yeah. by police estimate. 
Yeah. And just one word of knowledge produced 4,000 healings. Amen. 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 Praise God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not only that, your dad, you were under his ministry. He imparted to you just by being in those services, you received something. But you also got to be around Catherine Kuhlman. Talk to me a little bit about that time. Catherine was uh, possibly the most anointed woman of God that I ever met. Mm -hmm. I first met her in Washington, D.C. at a full gospel businessmen's convention back in the mid-1960s. And she and my father had been friends over the years. And she came to our home in Tulsa and spent several days. And I really got to know her. And she took me under her wing. Mm -hmm. And she taught me about the operation of the word of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Most of what I know about the laying on of hands, I learned through my father's ministry. Most of what I learned about the word of knowledge and the gifts of the spirit particularly came by the tutelage of Catherine Kuhlman. Mm -hmm. And I traveled with her. I was numerous times on her television program and in her services. Those were days before I was in the healing ministry. I was just singing. Mm -hmm. And she would call me to come and sing. And Dino would play the piano mm-hmm. and Jimmy McDonald would sing, sing. And, and he and I would sing together and, and then she would preach a short message and pray for the sick. And so for several years, I was with her a great deal and I learned so much from her. Well, one of the things, and we were talking about it yesterday uh, before church, is that <coughs> these moves of the Spirit, these flows of the Spirit, and these demonstrations, you've got to be around it to learn it. It's something that's not just taught but it's caught by being in the atmosphere of that. That's right. And uh, that anointing is very, very present today. And um, uh, for the benefit of those of you that are watching on Victory, uh, I know the anointing when I see it. Mm -hmm. I know the anointing when I feel it. Mm -hmm. I know when it's there and I know when it's not there. Mm -hmm. And today you are under the anointing of a powerful woman of God who has that anointing. Uh, Pastor Nancy has a Catherine Kuhlman type anointing. I don't know if anybody's ever said that to her or not, but I'm saying it to you as a viewer and I'm saying that to you today. You have that same anointing. Just as I watched the opening of your program today, the Lord showed me that anointing that's on your life. You have that. And that's not something that you just, you treasure. That's something that you impart. Right, right. And that's what you're doing. That's why I'm so glad that you are doing television and you're especially on Victory and you're doing it daily. Thank God. And thank God you're doing it and I'm not. Because <laughs> I have done it. <laughs> you know, Dr. Summerall, Dr. Lester Summerall yes. made a general statement in, in, in speaking. He said, generally speaking, he said, in a man's life from zero to 30, he's learning, mm-hmm. taking it in. From 30 to 60, he's applying what he learned. From 60 to 90, he's imparting it yes. to the next generation. Talk to me about what God said to you about well, that's that. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm doing now. My father prophesied over me before he died and said, when I got into my late sixties, I would become a minister to ministers mm-hmm. and I would impart on healing the Holy Spirit and seed faith. Mm-hmm. Now, those are the three things that shaped his life and have shaped my life. Yes. And when I was about 67, that uh, calling was was uh, evident in my life. And I began a different type of ministry. The crusade days came to an end. Those crusades are for younger men and younger women. And, uh, and I, began, uh, I began traveling nations around the earth 
uh, particularly ministering to pastors and leaders, teaching them about the healing ministry, how to pray for the sick, mm -hmm. giving mm -hmm. them the methods, how to lay hands on people, how, mm -hmm. how to operate by speaking the word, how to use prayer cloths, how to use anointing oil, how to pray as James so taught good. us, praying yeah, one so for good. another that you may be healed. Yeah. And then so teaching good. them about the benefit of praying in tongues mm -hmm. and praying back with your understanding as Paul taught us. Right. Yeah, interpreting and, that and, back. And not yeah. just praying when you're happy or when you're sad. Because right. most of life is not on the mountaintop or on the valley. Yes. Most of the life is in here. Right. Sure. And, and praying in tongues and then praying with the understanding mm -hmm. and explaining the difference to people between praying in tongues, which is your daily devotional prayer language, and the operation of the gift of tongues, which is different. Right. You, you, you can't operate with the gift of tongues unless the Lord manifests it. Right. But every Christian can pray in tongues every day, anytime they want. Mm -hmm. yes. And they can yes. interpret. And when they interpret, God mm -hmm. gives them ideas and concepts and insights yeah. Yeah. and new ways of doing things like never before. Yeah. So you get information. Yeah. And then the principles of sowing and reaping. God said, as, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. Yeah. Everything comes from a seed. Uh -huh. Our love, our time, our money, our prayers, so our good. smiles, uh -huh. our compassion, everything about us is a seed. I've just come, uh, before we're making this program, I've just come from uh, Cameroon in Africa, yes. where I had 2,000 pastors for three days from mm -hmm. 14 French-speaking African nations. Mm -hmm. And I poured into them healing, Holy Spirit and seed faith. Yes. Many of them had never ever prayed for the sick before because wow. they didn't know they could. Yeah. Yeah. Many of them yes. had never prayed in tongues or interpreted back when they did pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And many of them did not understand the principles of sowing and reaping. I remember the first time I went to Africa was in the early 1980s and the pastors came to me and said, don't ask the people for an offering. Mm. And I said, why? And they said, because they're poor. They have nothing. Mm. And I said, that's the reason why they yes. need to sow. <laughs> they need to sow to get out of that poverty mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, it's not the size of the gift. It's the intent of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they just give a penny. Remember the little woman in the Bible who gave a penny. Jesus right. said, she's given more than them all. Yeah. 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 Because she gave out of her need. Mm -hmm. They need to sow. And yeah. after they got that teaching, they said, Brother Roberts, will you please raise an offering tonight? <laughs> and I said, look, I'm not taking the money home. Staying in, yeah. the, in the nation here. It's right. not, Paul said, not that I desire a gift, right. but right. I desire fruit, fruit may that may abound. abound to your gift. Yes. And the only way you're ever going to get a harvest is by planting seed. Right. Now you can call it any way you want, yes. but that's the only way. It isn't yes. going to happen by your imagination. It isn't going to happen because you will it in just in your mind. It's going to happen because you put the seed in the ground. Yes. And when you put the seed in the ground, something supernatural happens. Yes. It's going to grow. It'll grow right through concrete. Yes. Amen. <laughs> We've got about a minute left. People watching, people have needs, people need healing today. Would you minister to them? Well, there's no distance in prayer. Yes. He's right here where I am and he's right there where you are. Yes. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against every satanic attack of the devil. Praise you foul, tormenting yes. devil, you take your hands off God's yes. property yes. and I send the word of God to you right now. Yes. According to Psalm 107 verse 20, which says he sent his word and, and healed, healed them and delivered them yes. from their destructions. I send that word to you in Jesus name. Be healed and made whole. Amen. Wow. Amen. So what does the what does the viewer do? You say I receive it. I receive, I receive it. it. I receive it. I receive it. And you receive with your words. You release your faith with your words and say, Thank God it's mine now. Hallelujah. Brother Richard, thank you. It's a highlight for thank me. Thank you. And I want to remind you until next time, remember, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. God offers you His thoughts. Take them. 
This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. God's Word will reach into your everyday life, transforming it. It will lift you from the commonplace into the supernatural. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.